0: Welcome, welcome, kids, to another episode of No Disclosure. Yes, this is the brand new episode of No Disclosure. Isn't that fancy? Yes, we are <laughs> rocking and rolling, ready to go. It's been a week already. How's your week been? Uh, mine's Mine Mine has been pretty fancy. Yeah, mine's been pretty good. Uh, not, not too bad. Uh, if you guys uh, missed it, um, check out uh, a couple episodes ago, I had Mr. Joshua Amos on the show. I had a really cool discussion. He's the uh, uh, host of the Walk with Me podcast. Um, his, uh, you know, home base is Anchor, you know, just like mine is, and um, a really cool discussion. Really good. Um, with the off-topic segment, um, where our next one is going to be um, with a lovely young man <laughs> that I <laughs> that I know very well. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy that top uh, that off topic. Mr. Donald Haynes is going to be here, and uh, he is a big old nerd just like me. And I'm sure we'll have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So that's going to be the next off topic. That one will probably drop. Uh, I don't know, probably next week. But um, yeah, it's nice to be back <laughs> doing the no disclosure proper thing. Um, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy those other experiences at all, but sometimes you know it's 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 always. It's a good, refreshing thing, you know, cool thing just to come back, you know, to your, uh, to your core, you know, and sit in your room all by yourself and do the, you know, the, the podcast proper, you know. That's I uh, haven't done it in a couple of weeks. I miss it. A couple of the last no disclosures you've heard have been actually pre-recorded, you know, because I have so much stuff going on. It was a uh, you know recent new stuff, but you know I had them kind of backlogged, ready to go. So uh, anyway, let's get into it. Hmm. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor and Prevail Guitar Works. This podcast, no disclosure, is where we go on the news, see what's going on in the world, and bass like fine, expensive turkeys and the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. People have to deal with a lot of junk in their lives, and with the climate things are in, no disclosure exists to not only improve your level of inner fanciness, but to hopefully take your mind off the disaster for a while. So let's get into it, do what we do best, And have a little fun. Shake off your shoes and set that mental bag of bricks down in the entryway of my mind. And let's begin. So if you guys weren't listening to the last one, shame on you. But if you guys weren't listening to the last one, I found this awesome website um, where we're getting a lot more frequently updated (laughs) weird news stuff, which I love. Because you know, with the last few, I have like five pages bookmarked, and uh, you know, Fox News, Sky Mirror in the UK. Love you guys. You've provided us a lot of uh, you know entertainment. On no disclosure, but um, you know, they don't update as much, so I'd have to go back into the news proper. And yeah, who comes here for that, right? We need the weird stuff, so we got plenty, plenty. I uh, went back and bookmarked like five or six more weird news sites. We're not going to run out on an episode now, people. We're not going to. So here we go. Um, I just saw something cool. Um, And it's gone. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm really glad to be back. Um, Everything was going fine. Everything was working. The no disclosure curse continues. Okay, there we go. Now it's back up. Jeez. Company offering bailout checks for lemonade stands. What? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Company offering bailout checks for lemonade stands. July 21st, a drink mix company is offering a bailout for entrepreneurs in a seasonal industry hard hit by the coronavirus pandemic. The lemonade stand. Country time. Announced the Littlest Bailout Program. <laughs> That's awesome. Will distri- uh, distribute $100 checks to kids under the age of 14 whose lemonade stand plans were foiled by COVID-19. We know this will be a rough summer for lemonade stands. And if the big guys are getting bailed out, why shouldn't we help the little entrepreneurs get the same treatment? Would-be lemonade stand entrepreneurs are being asked to submit an essay about how they would spend their bailout money along with a photo of the sign they would have used for their uh, stands. Applicants for the bailout checks are being accepted through August 14th. That is awesome because I was right about to stop there (laughs) and say, okay, for $100, things are rough, and then you have unscrupulous people on top of that and people with no conscience, no morals at all. Uh, you know, and you have you know just a plain old desperate. So I'm thinking like, okay, that's a really cool program. That's great for kids. I love the idea. Awesome. It's nice to see stuff like that. Really restores your faith in these big businesses. You know, some of them. <laughs> uh, and you know, probably doing it for good PR or whatever. But anyway, the program is awesome. It's a cool idea. But I'm thinking the whole time I'm reading it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> How are we going to prevent somebody from screwing the system? But that's cool. Um, yeah, handwritten essay. And, um, you know, they'll choose, uh, you know, finalists, I guess, whoever has the best essay, send pictures of the sign. That's cool. Really neat. Country time, good for you. It's it's nice to see stuff like that every once in a while. Awesome. Um, FDNY, I assume is Fire Department of New York, rescues passengers on a runaway inflatable swan raft it had to be a swan raft, right? <laughs> On a runaway inflatable swan raft. <laughs> that was an easy rescue, yeah. I want you guys to look for a five-foot rubber swan. <laughs> we got some missing people out there, folks. We're gonna put out a gonna put out a search party for him. We need the Coast Guard to go out there and all that stuff. How are we gonna find him? I have an idea. <laughs> well, it looks like they were rescued just fine. Yeah, you know, You're not going to miss a giant swan. Italian uh, commune's 1,319.5 pound block of cheese breaks Guinness record. That is a big-ass piece of cheese. Italian commune. All right, we we I, I got it. I'm sorry. I know it's, like, you know, pointless, but I got to read this. An Italian community captured a Guinness World Record when cheesemakers created a wheel of pep... How do you say that? Pep? Pecorino? Pecorino? I've never had that before. Weighing in at 1,300 pounds. That's a big piece of cheese. I bet those uh, YouTube cooking channels, those how-to, because, you know, the internet and cheese kind of goes together like internet internet and cats, right? Every cooking video is at the end. Just put a shitload of cheese on top of it. I'm sure they would love to get their hands on this. The commune of, I'm not going to say this right, the commune of Loquilili, on the island of Sardinia, assembled the cheese on May 12, 2019, and the cheese was seasoned for 12 months before being officially examined by a Guinness adju... Adri- ad- oh, my God. A Guinness dude. <laughs> the massive pecorino was declared to be the largest cheese made from sheep's milk, beating a 1,170 point pecorino <speaking> budget. boopy. That's awesome. The cheese was made with traditional methods and above and beyond the record, it was a chance to rediscover the local area's artisan skills and food culture. That is a big piece of cheese. (laughs) I just saw... uh, Yeah, sorry. I know that was completely weird. We had to click on it. Um, uh, New Zealand breaks record. With a giant piece of chocolate, woman rides bike coast to coast after eight weeks, COVID-19 front lines, MIT using Nixon moon disaster video to educate about deep fakes. You guys hear about that? Yeah, there were two speeches um, that were prepared for Apollo 11. Uh, researchers, uh, listen to this, researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology launched a website that uses a video of Richard Nixon giving a speech he never delivered to educate the public about the challenges posed by such deep fakes. <clears throat> the researchers at MIT Center for Advanced Virtuality, so they spent a year and a half creating the video because Nixon actually, uh, he didn't film the thing, but it was prepared. I'm sure there's enough people out there that can imitate the voice of Nixon. (laughs) And, you know, with computers and stuff, they move the mouth and create this, you know, video. And uh, we all know that the uh, Apollo 11 mission was successful. And Nixon delivered the other speech, you know, the victorious one. (laughs) (coughs) Um, But, you know, MIT is uh, recreating this video. To you know, warn about deepfakes. How convincing is it that we can create a video saying Apollo Eleven was a complete disaster and everybody died? Um, pretty interesting. Uh, encourages media consumers to more carefully consider the legitimacy of what they see in here. Well, duh. Um, but yeah, there was actually a speech prepared in case these uh, these men didn't make it. But um, I actually want to know a lot of people especially, you know, recent years, a lot of friends of mine, uh, it's such a divided thing. (laughs) What is it in this country, right? But anyway, (laughs) it's such a divided thing. Did we land on the moon? Did we not? My personal opinion of it, I have read the black box recordings of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the orbiter. Uh, not the landing module, I I haven't read those, but I read the ones that were taken on the orbiter. And considering what NASA did not black out, (laughs) it could have been misinformation thing, whatever, but nothing hugely earth-shattering or anything, but uh, after reading the black box recordings, I am fully convinced, fully convinced, that we did land on the moon in 1969. No doubt in my mind whatsoever. The footage that came back, however... No fucking way. No way. I don't believe that footage for a second. If you're the... You put yourself in the government's shoes, okay? We have this giant pissing contest with Russia, right? We send people to the moon successfully. And, uh, you know, they may have filmed the whole thing. But you have to have some kind of a backup plan in case the footage was unusable or weird or not properly done or something went wrong, You would have to have some backup footage there. Some very well-filmed, well-photographed stuff. You know, just in case something went awry or the video didn't work out or, you know, something. Um, So I think that the footage and photographs that they brought back was not from that landing. I'm not buying it. I'm not. Some of the photos, the crappier ones, the grainier ones, I think that's from the actual landing. I believe those. Um, Especially the one that's misfiled. And then when you bring the contrast up, you see a giant freaking pyramid in the background. That's probably why they didn't use the footage, by the way. But anyway, fully convinced we went in 1969. The footage, the photographs, I could smell the bullshit from here all the way from 1969. I'm not buying it. But uh, yeah, (laughs) let me know what you think. If there's a comments thing or a message thing or whatever, let me know. I'm really genuinely interested to see what you guys think. Um, opinions about the moon landing go all over the board. People analyzing the footage to death and all that. Me, I think the footage is a little too good, honestly. The photographs are a little too good. And I've seen some weird stuff in there where I'm like, eh, this doesn't look legit, man. (laughs) It doesn't. You can explain about 90% of the stuff, but the other 10%, it's like, dude, everybody's scratching their heads. But, I mean, it's just smart, right? You have to plan ahead of time if what if we get there and we have no footage to show off to the russians you know what i mean we had to film something and obviously something happened because i think the um soundstage or middle of the nevada desert at night or whatever that they filmed um ended up being what we got anyway interesting little segue there huh um what time are we at there we go (laughs) doing pretty good a seagull rescued with face mask wrapped around its legs. <laughs> That's not how you wear a face mask, Mr. Seagull. You gotta educate yourself a little bit. Italian police find 4.5 ounces of cocaina hidden inside hollow coffee beans. Ooh, smart! Yeah, these cartels are getting brilliant. Yeah, hollow out a coffee bean, put some cocaina in there. I didn't think of that. That's, uh, smart thinking. A 1968 Ford Mustang just sold for a record breaking breaking 3.85 million. Holy cow! Wow, what's up with this car? 1968 Ford Mustang, 3.85 million. Why is it worth that much? It's a Ford. It's only gonna last like eight months. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 1965 Ford Mustang Shelby. Okay, 65. That's when Ford, uh, not only Ford, but you know their Mustang brand was actually worth a damn. So I'm giving Ford crap. But as of the 1965, you know, that, that time period, they were making some damn good cars. You cannot deny them that. The first pro, oh, it's a prototype. The first prototype of the line of competition cars and the first to win a race sets a new record by selling for $3.85 million. Wow. Auction uh, Meckham Auctions in Indianapolis said the Mustang, which was once driven by Ken Miles, who was played by Christian Bale actually in the 2019 uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Check it out, actually a pretty good film. Um, <clears throat> fetched a uh, high bid of 3.5 million, with the total price coming to 3.85 with taxes and fees. It is actually the most expensive Mustang ever sold, breaking a record set in January when the 68 Mustang featured in the Steve McQueen film Bullet sold for 3.74 million. Wow, the uh, winner was not identified. It was previously owned by collector John Abishagabasha Gabasha, who had the <laughs> I can't pronounce his name. Who had the vehicle fully restored? Uh, let's see. Minnesota man goes water skiing on eleven foot stilts and didn't break his face. That's pretty amazing on its own. Uh. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, I don't care. I don't care yeah okay house used oh, oh did you guys hear about this okay the house used for the golden girls exterior shots is now listed for three million a southern california house made famous by outdoor shots in the first season classic sitcom the Golden Girls is listed for sale for the first time with an asking price a tad below three million the LA house listed for well okay a tad I guess they really do mean a tad. $2,999,000. Why don't they just they do $3 million? Uh, served as exterior of the house shared by the titular women for the first season of 1985-1992 sitcom before a replica was constructed on a studio for subsequent seasons. The owner of the house, James Berry, 65, said it is the first time the four-bedroom home has been listed for sale since his parents, David Noble Berry... The 3rd and Margaret Carberry had it built in 1955. He said his parents received a small fee for allowing shots of the house to be used in the show. Barry said only the exterior of the house was used for filming, but the floor plan the series designers made on a soundstage was based on the actual floor plan of this house. So, there you go. If you got $3 million <laughs> in your bank account that you just want to throw somewhere, why don't you just throw it into no disclosure? I mean, you would you could either throw it into no disclosure and know that you made the show even fancier, you know, to where I could build a proper studio, location, um, you know, 37 Dr. Peppers, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. But mostly no disclosure. Or you could buy the Golden Girls house. I mean, <laughs> which one are you going to choose, right? It's like, a, it's a no-brainer. So if you got that 3000000 million, <clears throat> I'm giving you some options there. But you know what the obvious one is. You know, no disclosure. <laughs> <Durr>. So... <laughs> Missing dog rescued from drain pipe on university campus. Blah 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 blah. Senator, state senators lost wallet found and returned by opponent for office. Really, very very Roosevelt of you. State senators lost wallet found and returned by opponent. What? I got to see this. This is too cool. A Pennsylvania state senator lost his wallet. I shouldn't say his lost wallet uh, was found and returned by an unexpected bystander. Her, oh, see, it wasn't her. Her opponent in the upcoming election. <laughs> Very Roosevelt. I like it. Or I should say Washington, and I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Devlin Robinson, a Republican running for the 37th District State Senate seat. Wow, that's a, yeah. See why I messed up there? Currently held by Democrat Pam Lovino said he spotted a wallet in the middle of Cochrane Road in Mount Lebanon and decided to investigate. Robinson said he was shocked to open the wallet and discover that it belonged to his political rival. I was happy to return this item, a bit battered by passing traffic, to Pam Levino. <laughs> uh, uh, she said in a Facebook post. Uh, yeah, she, uh, he said in a Facebook post. She was thrilled to have it back, and I was delighted to help out a fellow veteran. Sometimes it's great to put the politics aside. Now on with the campaign to become the next state senator. (laughs) So it's like, we need to put our differences aside and forget about politics sometime. Now I'm going to go finish beating her ass in the polls. (laughs) I know, I know. It's a competition, all right? Life's a competition. But um, let me tell you why I made the... uh, uh, Comparison to George Washington. Let me run a search on this real quick. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay, so anyway, a little bit of background here while I'm looking it up. Um, this is really, this is really interesting because George Washington, uh, this is just off top of my head here. I'm going to fill in some stuff with the uh what I just pulled up. But uh, this is really interesting. I don't know if you guys know this, but... Um, let me... <laughs> okay, here it is. Um, like George Washington, and many other commanders, uh, General Sir William Howe, I hope I'm saying that right, a British commander, kept dogs with him while he was in battle. Uh, during a surprise attack on the British at Germantown, in, uh, I think it was like October or something, 1777 or so. Yeah, yeah I think it was 1777. Uh, Howe's uh, fox terrier was lost in the commotion and ended up joining the American Army <laughs> as it withdrew from the battlefield back to its encampment. Not kidding. When Howe's dog found its way into Washington's uh, headquarters marquee, Washington was alerted that the dog's collar had Howe's name on it. <laughs> so Washington ordered, and this is true, actually ordered that the Terrier be returned to Howe and included a note, which I just pulled up. I don't know the note by heart. I know the story, but listen to this. This is this is the actual note. <clears throat> General Washington's compliments to General Howe. He does himself in the pleasure to return him a dog, which accidentally fell into his hands, and by the inscription on the collar, appears to belong to General Howe. That is cool. General Howe actually sent a message back to American troops, um, stating that, you know, uh, for him being the enemy, you know, he respected George Washington for not, you know, they're fighting a war, you know, obviously, but still being, you know, a a man and having some honor there. Pretty cool. I don't know if you know that story about Washington or not. Yeah, actually returned his uh, 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 opponent's dog along with a polite note. And the guy wrote back saying how much he appreciated the gesture. That's cool. I mean, even in times of war, dude, men were men. (laughs) You know what I mean? That that's, that's pretty cool. Cool shit. Um, let's see here. Loose kangaroo. I say two stories about a loose kangaroo. I really hope to God that's the same one. All right. We're running a bit thin here on UPI. So let's go to our old friends. Skibbity bop bounce, Skibbity Bay. Let's go to the Huffington Post. See what's going on over there. Um, Big boss bear bashes down. Wow, that's a tongue twister. New York man fakes his death to avoid jail, but typo gives him away. (laughs) That's awesome. Very Helter Skelter, huh? I'm actually reading Helter Skelter right now uh, for the second time. I tried to read it in reading class back in high school. You know, the greatest true crime book of all time. And um, I actually got in trouble (laughs) for reading Helter Skelter. Little did I know at the time it was banned. (laughs) <laughs> from my, you know, library or reading, you know, whatever. It was banned from something and I got in trouble. <clears throat> so I'm reading, I just found the ebook of it on my Kindle. So I'm reading Helter Skelter again. And you got to read this book, man. When it come out like 1970s or something like that? The first like real true crime book in its proper form. So much stuff randomly went awry and fell into the hands of the cops during the whole Manson thing that it was, it's weird. It's like fate, what ended up happening to the world and to Manson and to the families and society and all that. It's amazing to look back. I don't know if this trial was just weird or whatever. This whole situation was just one of those weird situations with that kind of odd light around it. But so much of, you know, fate was just hanging on by a thread, you know, weird little circumstances, like impossible things just kept happening during that whole trial. Now, things like this, you know, little misprints here and uh, things being misfiled here that led to really huge things later. I'm not sure if every crime is like that. You know, I haven't read enough true crime books to really tell you if that much, you know, tiny things like that really have a huge bearing in the future. But it's pretty interesting, the whole circumstances surrounding uh, the Manson family's trial and, you know, the murders leading to the trial and convictions and all that. Uh, pretty weird, you know, just uh, I hope I'm saying this eloquently enough, <laughs> how much uh, fate was just hanging on by a thread, and <clears throat> the, the tiniest little things that happened, you know, ended up uh, being hugely significant things later, and messing up and causing big, you know, influences here and there, too. I read a cool story in Helter Skelter uh, from the guy that wrote it. The guy that wrote it was actually the prosecuting attorney, and um People were saying at the first arraignment that, uh, I think it was uh, Susan Atkins was saying, or maybe it was Van Houten. I think it was Susan Atkins because she was kind of the fanatical one. Uh, She was saying that, you know, Charles Manson has uh, uh, magic powers. He knows what you're thinking and stuff. Now, the guy that wrote the book, (laughs) Prosecuting Attorney, okay, just bought a brand new freaking watch. Brand new watch. And this was an expensive sucker. And uh, he looked down at his watch, just, you know, seeing what time it was, and his watch had stopped. And then he looked at Charles Manson, and Charles Manson, not kidding, Charles Manson gave him a little wink. Isn't that freaking weird? (laughs) It's creepy. I mean, there's a bunch of little things like that. Anyway, this little little news article made me think of that because it's always stupid shit like this that happens. Humans are humans, right? (laughs) And the world loves to remind us of that. A Long Island criminal defendant uh, tried faking his death to avoid a jail sentence. That always works. But the phony death certificate his lawyer submitted has a glaring spelling error. We got to see this. Uh, (laughs) I know what it is already. A Long Island criminal defendant tried faking his death to avoid a jail sentence, but the phony death certificate his lawyer submitted has a glaring spelling error that made it a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. No, sorry, for a fraud, prosecutor said Tuesday, Robert Berger, 25 of Huntington, New York, now faces up to four years in prison if convicted in the alleged scheme. Uh. Oh, I needed that. Oh God, I feel so much better now. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh God, that felt wonderful. That's in addition to pending sentences for earlier guilty pleas to charges of possession. For a stolen Lexus and attempted grand larceny of a truck, punishment prosecutors say he was looking to avoid. It'll never cease to amaze me the length some people will go to avoid being held accountable on criminal charges. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, what's the typo, man? Let's get on with it. Huffington, you guys do this a lot. Uh, at first, uh, Berger's purported death certificate looked like an official document issued by the New Jersey Department of Health, vital statistics, and registry, but there was one big problem. Registry was spelled registry there were also inconsistencies in the font type and size that raised suspicions great that's awesome you deserve to go to jail dude (laughs) you deserve all that shit if you're gonna fake a death certificate you need to be at your a game all right (sighs) and this is not the time to have pride either (laughs) it's not you need to admit to yourself that maybe you don't have the best skills in English and maybe hire an accomplice or something or use something with, you know, a spell check autocorrect or Google, <laughs> you know, cause it's like 2020 and, uh, you know, be able to type it properly. Uh, this guy deserves to go. <laughs> it's like, he didn't even try. I would say, you know, good going buddy. Nice try. Make some kind of smart ass quip there. But no, that's not a good try. You didn't even spell registry right. If you're going to fake your death, do it properly. Like me. Um, You know, I really shouldn't say this on the show, but, you know, the show is still growing. We don't have, like, thousands and thousands of listeners yet. So if nobody shares this, um, you know, if all 12 of you (laughs) listen to No Disclosure. No, I'm just kidding. It's a lot more now. Uh, But we're not quite into the thousands a day yet. Um, So, you know, let's just all keep this to ourselves. Um, my real name, because I know, I mean, I'm speaking from experience here. I know where this guy screwed up and because I've did mine properly and people still don't know that I'm actually a missing hiker named Lois Einhorn. I mean, they, they have no clue. No one will ever find out either. So anyway, let's carry on. A man steals a massive dildo from a sex shop and he's still at large. Wow. Please tell me, (laughs) please tell me that dildos this big are used for decoration. There's no way. This thing... Oh, my God. <laughs> are you kidding me? The massive... Th- <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. He picked it up and walked out with it. <laughs> A store employee who declined to give her last name told The Huffington Post on Tuesday, TMZ, which obtained surveillance footage of the July 14th theft at Deja Vu Love Boutique well, in Las Vegas... Purported that the man stuffed the stolen phallus into his car and made a clean getaway. How did it fit in the car? You guys got to see this thing. This thing sells for like 1200 bucks. Maybe that'll tell you something, hmm? Uh, I just... Dude, <laughs> without going into the obvious and getting gross and stuff like that. I mean, I'm back in my room with the door shut. We're doing no disclosure the old school way. So I can read, you know, <laughs> articles like this. Ladies... Dude, this thing's as big around as a bedpost. I'm not kidding. Please tell me, you guys buy these just to put on, you know, the end table, and you know, in college dorms or something. That there's no way, dude. It's like, it's not a, it's not. Vlad Tepish would use that to impale somebody. <laughs> Impale and embarrass them at the same time. (laughs) That's the most horrible joke I've ever said on this show. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. I cannot break myself down. We're only at 30 minutes. That's what you got to say for the last, man. Okay. All right. Let's just take it down. Let's just take it down. Think of Joe Biden smelling some chick's hair. Okay, here we go. All right, we're good. I cannot believe how big that thing was. <laughs> it's about bigger. I'm not kidding. Okay, let's just keep going. Whoo! I don't want to get. uh, Yeah, I don't want sponsors being like, "Okay, man." Adios. <laughs> you know, news anchor keeps it cool when a tooth falls out during a live broadcast. Really? <laughs> Ukrainian journalist. <laughs> said the incident was probably my most curious experience in 20 years as a presenter. A Ukrainian news anchor showed Grace under pressure when she lost part of her... I'm actually watching a silent video of it right now. Uh, Part of her tooth during a live broadcast. I can't pronounce her name, was reading the news live on Ukraine's TSN channel when a piece of her front tooth fell out. What was it, like a cap or something? Um, Well, I mean, it doesn't matter, I guess. Some kind of dental appliance, you know, just got loose and fell out. <laughs> she's a trooper, though. I'm, I don't have the sound on, but uh, she's still going. She's putting her, her hand kind of nonchalantly by her mouth and making it look like, you know, she, pretty good. That Pro. Pro. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> British man. I don't care. What? A British man tried to steal the Magna Carta? Are you kidding me? Dude, you'd figure this would have been all over the place. What is this? A British man who attempted to steal the Magna Carta learns his fate. God. Mark Royden from Canterbury, Kent, was convicted Friday of using a hammer to try and smash the security case holding a copy of the Magna Carta and founding document of English law and civil liberties. A judge has... what, What kind of sentence has he got now? Well, that's... Yeah. He's not stealing a pack of gum and some beef jerky at a gas station, man. A UK judge has sentenced a man to four years. Four. For attempting to... uh, Didn't even get into the case, I don't think. Attempting to steal one of the original copies of the Magna Carta from Salisbury Cathedral in England. Mark Royden from Canterbury Kent was convicted Friday of using a hammer... I just read that. Why does it say it twice? It literally... Huffington. This is a Fox News thing. Keep it together. Royden failed to break the protective glass and was tackled moments later by tourists and cathedral staff. So he didn't even get through the glass and his ass got four years. Damn. Magna Carta is a document of huge importance to our country, well, the world, and many other countries that, just, that share our democratic traditions. Uh, this was a determined attempt on a document of huge historical importance. And uh, Who knew if the guy was even going to steal it anyway? I mean, is that what he said? Yeah, according to a statement, that's what he said. He was planning on stealing the thing. But a guy that nutty, man, he was probably going to, you know, you never know what a person like that's going to do. If he has the balls or stupidity to break the case that it encloses Magna Carta, I mean, he was probably going to, you know, wipe his ass with it or something. <laughs> it's crazy. Louisiana man faces charges for, okay, we saw that. Um, let's go, <clears throat> tell you what, we don't do this often. Let's go to Fox News proper, hmm? or MSN let's try MSN as a writer you get the best fiction wherever you can and uh, you know as a writer myself I you know try to soak in the best stories the best fiction I can get my hands on and um, NBC affiliate (laughs) that's always the way to go so uh, I don't want to get too edgy right (laughs) it's okay if I make fun of Democrats Second, I make fun of a Republican. Oh, dude, World War Three! Everybody gets so butt hurt nowadays <laughs> because I mean, the way I see it, I don't care what side you lean on. I really don't. <clears throat> I've said it before on the show. If you think your Democratic candidate or your Republican candidate is going to swoop in and save the day, uh, you're nuts. Your government does not care about you. America has been bought and sold a long time ago. I'm sorry, but it does not matter where you lean or what side you're on or whatever. It, it, it really doesn't. Your government does not give a damn about you. Uh, so that's why I make fun of everybody. <laughs> We're um, equal opportunity with making fun of, you know, politics here. I don't get political on the show. Absolutely refuse to do it. It's a send in the clowns thing, you know, like I said before. Uh this country and the world right now is just going to hand in a hell basket and it, I, I just that's what i see no disclosure as ascending the clowns kind of thing you know when things get tragic let's uh, that's just my purpose i'm not going to uh, like i have an opinions i have opinions about everything wearing masks politics donald trump fucking democrats i have a rep- <laughs> i have yeah opinions about everything and there are times where republicans are just as crazy I'm not going to get into that because this is uh, where we go to just forget stuff and, and have fun. You know what I mean? <clears throat> what do we, what is this? I just saw a picture of Donald Trump wearing a mask. Uh, if Trump is serious, this is really, really good news. Blah, blah, blah Has anybody heard about the second stimulus yet? Are we getting one? Pop me a message on here. Shoot me an email. Go to asylum 17com Go to the contact me thing and send me a message. Are we getting another stimulus, man? Finalizes rules on shareholding vote. You know what? We should, like, ask. <laughs> is there anything in the news about this? Oh, what the hell is that? Third Fort Hood soldier found dead in the past month. Oh, wow. Uh, We should find out about this, actually. You want to? Let's ask Google. Let's ask Google. Are we getting a thir- third? Third? <laughs> God! <laughs> Let's try it again. Are we getting a second stimulus check? Uh, stimulus package update: Republicans unite on a second stimulus check, bonk over <clears throat> payroll tax cut. Will there be a second stimulus check? Here's what we know. Okay, updates. Mitch McConnell promises new round of direct payments. Uh, uh, well, promises are one thing. You can take a crap in one hand, freaking Mitch McConnell's promises in the other. Let's see what fills up first, yeah? Um, okay, this was only 11 hours ago by CNET. So let's check it out. If we're getting a second <clears throat> stimulus, I mean, this is going to be perfect because places are starting to go back into lockdown again. Um, you know, even Andy Bashir here in Kentucky is uh, going back on a lot of the stuff that he's said i mean no opinions there i'm just stating the facts right this is what our leaders are saying a lot of places are going back into lockdown um so second stimulus check might help us out tremendously i mean it would definitely help my savings account (laughs) because you never know right the issue of a second stimulus check this was only 11 hours ago by the way so let's find out together hmm? is now far less murky than before after senate majority leader turtle man i mean mitch mcconnell he looks like a turtle confirmed early Monday that the next economic rescue package will include more money embarked uh, for individuals and families. We want another round of direct payments, he said. The real work can begin. Uh, the Senate and the House have a long way to go before the IRS can start sending out those who would be eligible for a second payment, blah, 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 First, Turtle Man has set a deadline to pass the next economic rescue bill. To meet it, White House leaders will need to work with members of Congress to agree on the size and scope of the next rescue bill, so there's still a little bit more work that has to be done. I mean, because the consequences of not passing a second bill would be far-reaching. I mean, that goes without saying. I hope all of you realize that. And while Congress is more, you know, working on the outlines of the package right now, I know that McConnell said, uh, I forget when this was. It was pretty recent. He said it's really unlikely a deal would be reached by, like, within a two-week span. So it's going to be a little bit. I hope we get it. Uh, What time are we at? 39. Uh, Can we do one more? because we're on, like, the actual news news now. Um, Selena Gomez through the years. Yeah, get back with the scene, Selena. Your solo stuff sucks. At least with the scene, it was somewhat listenable. And how cool does that sound anyway? Selena Gomez and the scene. It's like Morris Day in the time, right? Prince in the Revolution. It just had a ring to it. I'm not saying Selena Gomez can even stand in the same ballpark as Morris Day and Prince. Just saying. It had a cool ring to it. <clears throat> um, Robin Williams. Oh, right. Is today Robin Williams' birthday? Oh, man. Yeah, I've been seeing stuff on that about Facebook, too. That uh, MSN shit just reminded me. Actually, I just got done, uh, finished. Uh, I, got, I just got finished reading uh, Robin Williams' uh, biography. Robin. If you haven't read it, check it out. It's an amazing book. Um, so his birthday... It was July 21st, 1951. So, um his birthday was yesterday. <clears throat> Man. Yeah. He would have been 63 years old yesterday. That's terrible. I remember when um, when he when he passed, it was <clears throat> it was really hard because I remember being really angry about it. Because you know, I'm like, dude, you're Robin Williams. <laughs> I don't, I don't, if the Parkinson's or whatever, cause we knew about that diagnosis, you know, at that point. And, uh, you know, I thought, man, if it was that bad, if you were that depressed, I mean, you're fucking Robin Williams, you can go to anybody on the street. Why didn't you ask for help? You know, you could have went to anybody and asked for help. We all loved him and he freaking knew that. And, you know, it was all, <clears throat> it was really difficult, you know, because we didn't know about the Lewy body dementia thing. But, um, if I'm glad of anything with that whole deal with him, um, it comfort it, it, I hope you guys read into what I'm saying here. It comforts me to know that he did not do this of his completely sound mind. He had no clue what he was doing. He was probably so out of it at that point because Louis body dementia, as we know now. Um, you know, causes hallucinations, severe panic, uh, Parkinson's-like symptoms, you know, all that. It all led back to the Lewy body dementia. And if he were to, I wish he was still here, but if he were to have taken his own life, it, I'm glad to know at least that yeah, you because know, he did suffer from you know, depression and stuff like that too. And uh he had issues with you know alcohol abuse and stuff. Uh it, it does comfort me to know that he did not do that out of depression. In fact, he was so far gone at that point, he probably had no clue what he was doing. Um, so uh wow. Actually getting a um uh, sorry. Robin, uh happy birthday um yeah that's all i'm going to say mr williams um happy birthday man so uh, we're going to go and uh, uh i'm sorry <laughs> uh, it, it it sucks it sucks you know when somebody that um i don't know that was you know that that big a part of <clears throat> of my childhood and brought me so much joy like that, you know, it's, uh, that's awful. Yeah. That, yeah. There's no, yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry guys that, uh, that kind of hit me. So yeah. Happy birthday, Robin. And, um, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. <laughs> All right. Uh I do apologize about that. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll kick back in here in a minute. Trust me. So, uh, That's it for this week. And remember to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com. For all things me and no disclosure related. Also, check out my novels and short stories on my website, as well as anywhere you can buy books online. I've published 30 books, over 100 short stories, and three collections, man. If you like horror and thrillers, consider me up your alley. Just head on over to Asylum817.com and go to the store tab. Couldn't be easier. I'm sure out of all my books, you'll find something that twirls your beanie. Most of my novels are on Audible as well, so if you like audiobooks, I got you, my lovelies. Remember to share No Disclosure with everybody. Let's help this thing grow, huh? Share it with your Uncle Barbara, your Aunt Dennis, the creepy guy on the bus. You know him, the guy that that man spreads really wide. On the bus, smells like boiled cabbage. You know that guy. Everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. And with all this crap going on right now, And just be cool to each other, all right. Just be cool with each other. Love your fellow man, and bring me food.